Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Rich Schnitzel. Rich, you are found on the web at richardschnitzel.com. And that's uh, S-C-H-N-I-T-Z-E-L.com. Do I call you Rich or Richard? Uh, you can call me both. Rich is fine. Uh, okay. Richard works as well. All I right. Sounds everything. good. Well, well, Rich, um, uh, you know, you know, we were just talking a little bit before we started clicking record. We are birds of a feather um, because, um, you know, from my background, I come from a, a kind of a studying consumer behavior. And so studying and leading on consumer behavior. And, you know, my job was to, you know, to teach consumers how to be much more sophisticated, um, how not to, or, or how to not get sucked into uh, marketing and to be a lot more objective about what's going on. So that's kind of really flavored um, how I, my, I run my businesses now, because um, I'm a big fan of authenticity. I am not a big fan of treating people like numbers. Uh, I think that that's consumers wholeheartedly just reject that notion. And I think that there's a lot of bad advice that's been given over the past, um, particularly I'd say five to eight years from this marketing automation tribe. Um, and I think it's, uh, I think it's incredibly short-sighted because that's just not how people behave. Um, but there you go. How's that for a tee up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, 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 hundred percent agree with you. You know, I think that I do business automation and unfortunately a lot of what people think of when they hear automation is, you know, the idea of getting lost in a phone tree or getting sent down this rabbit hole where they can't get out and all they have interaction with is a computer. And to your point, it's been a a huge detriment of advice to businesses and, it doesn't have to be the experience that we have when we add automation to our sales flow. There is an idea where you can still have that authentic human communication with somebody and then use automation for the things that automation is really good at, the follow-ups, the cataloging that something happens so that the next person in line knows what happened, knows everything that came before this point and saying, okay, I had a great conversation with you last Tuesday. Next Thursday, somebody else is going to take you in the next line of events. Here's everything that happened. Ping that person on Thursday so that they don't forget. Mm-hmm. Follow up with the person on Wednesday saying, hey, remember this conversation. You're going to talk to you know, Josh tomorrow. Here's what the topics of conversation are. You know, teeing everybody up so that when you show up as that person, everybody is in the best place possible for you to do your job as a salesperson and also for the person that you're talking to, to have a really clear understanding of what the goals are and how they get value out of that conversation. Yeah. Um, So, you know, specifically, you know, kind of along those lines, um, you know, I, I think of the way that I've seen automation handled very poorly, um, particularly around account-based marketing, right? So let's say that you know, I have a call with someone and, you know, we, you know, they spend personal time on me one-on-one and then all of a sudden I'm just kind of funneled into a drip campaign. I feel like, man, I thought we had something good here, 
really drip campaign? I feel less than, I, I feel so unimportant when that happens. So can you kind of um, share a little bit more about maybe some of the examples of work you've done, projects you've worked on, and, and you know, kind of in my example of like an account-based marketing system, um, what you see working really, really well there? Yeah, so I think the first point of that is in any automation, you have to do two things to make it work well. One, you have to be really honest with yourself that this is something automated and make sure that the communication style honors that this is something that's going on automatically. And two, you need a defined way for somebody to exit that automation. So in the example of the account-based sales, it's fine to put somebody into an automated email sequence as long as what you're telling them in that sequence is concurrent with the conversation that you just had, right? Frame it as, hey, we talked about this topic. Here's a bunch of information about what we just talked about to help you continue to understand what's going on. And here's the next entry point for you to come back to me when you're ready. Right? And so what you're doing is you're setting the expectation for them of, okay, I'm in an automation. This is beneficial to me, but I understand what's going on. I think a lot of times what we have the tendency to do is try to make automation be a replacement for us and think that nobody's really going to notice. We always notice. Now, mm. It's the idea of automating something because you know something happened instead of you think something happened. And one of my biggest pet peeves is always when I have a conversation with somebody and I say I'm going to do a thing or I say yes to something. And then the next automated email I get is about buying or saying yes to that thing. Mm. I just said yes. Automation should have told your system that I said yes, so that you can change the way that you then communicate with. Them. Oh yeah, right. I, I so here's here's how we manage this. Um, I'm a huge fan of sales stages and sales cadences, and you know that yes that you said for example that's a new stage, right? Mm -hmm. And so we can we can talk at a different level now than um, before. It was like. You know what? What's the what's the goal uh, of that stage, right? The goal might be to get to a discovery call, and then the goal might be to get to an agreement, and then the goal might be to get the agreement signed and collect the money and stuff like that. So those are those are kind of separate uh, stages, um, you know. And so if I think about like you know how you maybe run like a CRM, like a pipe drive or something like that, mm -hmm. where you've got the columns, kind of this Trello Kanban style, like even simplistically at that level, um, you, you need to you know, kind of talk to those folks uh, in terms of uh, kind of just what you said, right? Where they are in, in that journey. Um, and, and, you know, and because they've not made this kind of purchase before, um, they're counting on us to lead them along in the journey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you don't know what you don't know. And that's our obligation as the salesperson to help them understand you know, what the next steps are. And I can guarantee if somebody's stuck in one of those stages, I'm mm -hmm. sure you have a pretty good idea of why they might be stuck. Mm -hmm. Right. So one of the things you can do with automation is take care of that 90% of the stuck. Talk to them about, hey, I know that you, you know, got the invoice and you said yes, but we haven't seen the payment come through yet. Uh, is everything okay? Did you have a change? Here's a YouTube link to go watch a video of how you go through the process of making the payment. Here's what the next steps are after you make the payment. Get them excited again for 
what's coming next. You know, buyer's remorse is a real thing. You might have a great conversation with somebody and they, they're all, yeah, I want to start. And then they see the price tag and they start second guessing themselves. Use automation to remind them of that journey that they're taking. And then absolutely, you know, when they get to the next point, move them through the stage and and whatever the automation is, and then you can continue going through that process with them. Excellent. Um, so Rich, um, tell me about maybe someone that you've worked with and, and what have you done? Like, what was the problem they came to you with and, and how did you work together and how did you fix that problem? Uh, so I'm, I'm working with somebody right now. They help students create their college essays. And we're working through a problem right now is that they have uh, a path in their business where they're trying to teach other people about their process. And in that, in the sales process, there are a couple different stages. Somebody pays, says yes, but then they need to understand what group that they are getting added to. And right now we're working through an automation to do two things. One, to set a list of rules of who to assign to that group, they have a bunch of different coaches. So somebody will say, okay, I want to work in January 1st. If not, I want to work in March. If not, I want to go out to April. So we're working on an automation to automatically assign those into a group. And then importantly, we're adding those to an Airtable that then allows somebody on their team to go in and make adjustments, right? We're not dumping them down this, and this is the final call. We're doing our best to make an educated guess about what's going on based off of somebody's answers and what the rest of the workload in their system is, letting somebody make a fine-tuned adjustment. And then when they go to the next stage, we're automatically starting them into the onboarding sequence two weeks before their start date to say, hey, this is what's going on. You're working with Josh. Your next step is you have to book a discovery call to talk about what the progress of the you're you're going to be doing and then tracking them if they don't book that discovery call adding in a secondary automated follow up hey i didn't notice you didn't book a discovery call what's going on here's a link to reach out to us directly if you're having conflicts with the schedule if you book the discovery call you get booted from that sequence so you, we don't mm-hmm. continue to pester you yes, about the fact right. that you need to book a, a discovery call and following that logic through the rest of their workflow of this is the step that you're in. This is what you need to know when you've completed that action saying, okay, great. And moving you on to that next stage. You know, Rich, what we're talking about right now, um, I think there's probably um, two, two reactions. Why One, I think someone's listening to what we're talking about and their head is swimming. They're, <laughs> they're like, I can't even imagine, right? It's It sounds so complicated. But then I think there's probably other folks that are like, well, you know, I chat with, one to two new people a week. Okay, this is doable. You know, I could just do this very manually or whatever. Um, I, I need to tell you, you know, to that person, it's like if one to two people a week is all you want, all you need, cool. Um, but I can tell you that, it, it, you know, if you try to start, like we chat with 10 to 20 every single week, every single week, we have 10 to 20 new inbound people we're beginning a relationship with. If I don't have our processes dialed in, uh, it's a mess. And I'm going to be dropping uh, China all over the floor. You know, I'm going to be, you know, it's, I'm going to be losing so much money. 
um, because I'm not following up with them in the way that I should. And I look at um, some of the most effective follow-up as being stacking positive associations, not so much nagging about, hey, you ready to buy it? Hey, you ready to buy it? Hey, you ready to buy it? But, you know, just delighting them over and over and over again. And, and just kind of close with this, and I'll, I'll let you kind of take, you know, on, on these kind of this thinking. Um, is that, you know, we were doing a training with a lot of our clients who were talking about um, ghosting, um, which happens. Um, right. And, and you know, and, and I, I think unintentionally, you know, just kind of came out and I said, you know what? Um, I don't ghost friends. And, and that's the thing. It's like if we, in, in, in a sales relationship, I will almost always um, uh, lean more toward the relationship than I do the mm-hmm. sale. Right, I, I'm never going to sacrifice the relationship for the sake of the sale. I'm going to always try and keep the ball moving forward. Um, but what I want them to do is, I, I want them to, um, I want them to like me. I want them to have a lot of familiar, know, like, and trust with me. Like we, we have a, we have a good, honest, authentic relationship together. And I think if you've got a good, honest, authentic relationship together, I think sales is just so easy. Um, because if you're just, you know, you talk with a bunch of people that like you, they have the ability to pay, desire to pay, you can help them. Why not? Why right. not move forward? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I want to go back to your your point about you know if your head is swimming, it's okay, because you know the concept of automation. You need to remember two things. One, it's like building with Legos. Right, that mm-hmm. process that I described is the culmination of many and many Legos and many conversations I had with that client to figure out what our process was. We didn't sit down day one and be able to regurgitate what that was. So don't feel like you need to think about your entire process and understand the entire thing in one sitting and be able to go from point A to point B all the way through. Focus on the idea of little Legos that you can understand and then build and link on top of each other. I'm sure you understand the process of a lead coming in and trying to get to that first interaction. Right. So that's your your endpoint and your goal that you're trying to get to. And then try to figure out all the stuff in the middle that needs to happen to get them to the endpoint. That's your first Lego. Then go to your second Lego. And the analogy we we're talking about before, that's your next stage. Right. Figure out what that beginning point is and what that endpoint is when they're going to leave the stage. And then try to figure out all the stuff in the middle. Don't try to take all this on in one big chunk. Because I will tell you, even I, as somebody who does this every day, I've talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs and business owners, I would get lost if I tried to take off a big chunk like I just described. You have to take a step back, go back to a true 30,000 foot view of what's going on, start simple, and then adding in details and layers to get to your final process. But you can't just dive into the deep end and expect to be able to swim. It's We're not used to it. We're, we're all you know, seeing struggling with seeing the forest for the trees that is our business because we're in it and we're making decisions that we're not realizing we're making or we're forgetting that we made them. And then when you try to think about it, that is the detriment that we need to get over. It's Mm. one of the reasons why I recommend that any conversation around automation should be had with somebody else, whether it's an employee, an assistant, your significant other, Mm -hmm. you need to have that conversation with another human because having it in a vacuum is one of the easiest ways to go down a path where your expectations of what you're building are not going to meet the outcome. 
Yeah. Um, so, um, Rich, your again, your website, um, richardschnitzel.com. Like what's what's a great way um for, for folks to kind of begin that engagement with you? They've they've heard our interview. N- now where do they go? So we think about where they are in the customer journey right now, right? They're just <laughs> getting to know you for the very first time. Uh, you know, they're probably not ready to cut that check yet. So um, sorry to get too meta here, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So talk about that journey for, for that person. <laughs> sure. Uh, so uh, I'm on LinkedIn at Richard Schnitzel Jr. Uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook where we post content about the way that I think about automation, things that we're doing with current clients. If you're looking to get an idea of the way that I continue to think, looking to find light bulb moments of ways that you can apply these concepts to your own business, you can start there. Uh, You can certainly go to the website and book a 20-minute call with me to chat about what's going on in your business. If you have questions, if you have thoughts on what I've Mm -hmm. said today and you want to challenge me, agree with me, continue to talk about it. Uh, I'm happy to chat with anybody through a, a Zoom call or hit me up on LinkedIn via private messenger. I'm on there all the time. I'd love to connect and and see what your business and what your life is all about. Yeah, fantastic. You know, also there's uh, richardschnitzel.com forward slash five steps. And that's the number five, five steps. Um, you, you do have a, a free guide here. Simplify your business into five steps. Um learn the simplest version of a 30,000 foot view of your business. That could be helpful in terms of just getting some clarity on uh, exactly what, what you're doing process-wise. But listen, I can tell you, um, you know, just personally, we had a major, major issue with this uh, a couple of years ago. We had, no joke, I had 200, over $200,000 in monthly recurring revenue in our pipeline, these are people that gave buying signals. Like they were like, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, cool. And then they weren't buying. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> actually like executing. And um, so we, we really did. And we had to spend some time with some great folks that, uh, you know, they, they understand, they understood the reality of sales cycles. You know, we really needed to get a lot savvier with our CRM and so forth. Um, but as a result, we 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 fixed that issue and and it was just being much more realistic about how people buy and the fact that even though they might express interest in your product or service they also have their own life going on they're mm-hmm. busy they got fires that they're putting out there's so much going on in their life especially if you're selling to busy decision makers um chances are they have a lot of other responsibilities so it's it is our job uh and you're not being desperate unless you're coming across as desperate. Um, but, but you, you, you know, you talk about the number of touches it takes generally to close a sale, particularly bigger ticket sales. It, it just, let's be real. It's just going to take a little bit of time and effort. And you, you got to map that out in, in a, just a very authentic to them way. So um, Richard, I, I want to say thank you again so much for this richardschnitzel.com. Rich, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This has been blessed. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or 
post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.